This is the ZMAR Podcast. Elite Benefits of America helps small and mid-sized companies with their health insurance programs. And now, your host, Butch ZMAR. Welcome back to the ZMAR Podcast. Today, I actually have an in-house guest, James DeMombro from Jimmy Vision. We're going to have a conversation about small and mid-sized companies and marketing, especially in the Chicagoland area. What's happening, Butch? Thanks for having me. I appreciate the um, opportunity to talk to you and the folks listening. Jimmy Vision uh, is an affordable custom sales uh, tool service that helps gain traction for small businesses as well as startups. My background is within sales and marketing. I have over 20 years of experience helping to boost sales innovation, uh, building brand awareness, and improving business profits for SMB. What are some of those projects that you work on with some of the, the clients that you work with? Well, it's, that's a great question. A lot of times it, it does span the instincts of uh, the owner and what they think they want to get out in the marketplace. Sometimes it's what they think uh, or have heard may gain some traction. Um, what I've learned in my experience is not necessarily a magic pill and or silver bullet that's going to save the day, but it's more of uh, trying anything and everything um, at affordable price and get it out there and test it. Uh, there is no uh, rhyme or reason. And I think in marketing, you can do so many different things um, from print to online, digital, um, to even direct mail. I think direct mail is making a comeback. Why do you think that? Direct mail making a comeback? Yeah. Uh, because it's kind of like been the lost, um, you know, execution method, I think, tactically. I think everybody shifted to online and I think it's just too much traffic, too much uh, energy in one area and it catches people off guard and they, and they tend to perk up when they haven't seen something in a while. So I think that vehicle is a good one. Um, but I say that for everything. If, if you're trusting your instincts and thinking, wow, somebody hasn't seen something in a certain time frame, um, try it out, you know, get it, get it out there and see what people and how they react. And the only way you're going to find that out is as ask the questions, you know, and get the feedback from them. But I think direct mail is, you know, it's been around for years. Um, and I just think everyone's attention is online. That's interesting. And uh, obviously there's programs even through the post office to make it easier to go to those businesses. But some people believe that direct mail doesn't work because, um, especially now, I always call this COVID mail, right? And there's so much delays because of lack of just personnel because people are working a lot more from home. And then, of course, the ability to actually um, perform a service to mail those items because people are working remote too much. But I think you do bring up a good point where because that the competition is slowed down on other marketing means. That means that there's an opportunity to get in front of somebody, at least get some attention to even just gain an introduction or just a meeting to start that conversation. No one's buying anything yet, right? And so it's just a matter of getting getting their attention. And uh, direct mail is definitely um, one piece of it. I know in the past you've worked on other types of marketing. You've done video marketing. Yes. Now, what do you think um, where those are at as far as getting attention for these small and mid-sized companies? Anything digital, I think, is is uh, a great, um, we'll, we'll say, tactic to utilize because you can get bigger bang for your buck and utilize in multiple different areas from social media to your website to just emailing it to somebody um, I'm a huge fan of video because you can say it without being there. And it's a great 
method for people to learn you as a personality. And that's what it's all about. It's about connecting with people. Um, I'm a huge fan of, of uh, video uh, sales presentations. I do a lot of um, I help people really explain the distinction of their personality so their target audience can understand why they should buy from them. Um, and I think that's a, a big challenge for a lot of small businesses is trying to understand what it is, who they are, and what they have to offer and clarifying that, that type of conversation. And I think that's what marketing is all about. It's all about communication. So it's not, in my opinion, it's not necessarily about the vehicle uh, per se. Yes, certain ones may work better than others, but you're never going to know that until you ask the question of your audience if they like the direct mail piece or they like the video and what was it about it that they liked. And you bring up a, a really good point about the clarity of the message because I know in conversations that you have, uh, you and I have had over the years where you would try to, to pull, extract that, I guess is a better word, extract the, the message out because most small businesses or mid-sized companies, they just say, well, we got this widget and it does this and this is the outcome, right? And it's like, well, that's fine and that's great, but how do you relay that into terms that creates attention for buyers? Awesome question. I think that's the biggest challenge uh, that SMB faces all the time is they, they have you know, a certain product or service, they need to get it in the marketplace, but they're so excited and so passionate and spend so much time that they, they tend to tunnel vision into their own world. And they don't really know what the audience is looking for and or wants. They may think so. They haven't really tested it. Um, and it's, it's a big challenge. So they end up starting to throw a lot of spaghetti noodles at the wall. I am a fan of testing those spaghetti noodles, but at the same time, I don't think a lot of small businesses are testing them and to understand if the audience truly understands. And to your question about how do you translate emotion into a marketing piece, that's the, that's the, the, the true holy grail, I believe, because people don't buy based on analyzing. They buy, they buy based on emotion. So if you can figure out a way to translate that emotion into a marketing piece, because most are stagnant, aside from video and anything that moving, um, then you're ahead of the, the competition. Um, I always tend to lean towards a picture's worth a thousand words because photos have a tendency to, you know, exude that emotion. But if you're having a hard time understanding what happiness is about or sadness is about or some sort of, you know, like during COVID, the crisis we're all dealing with is, you know, uh, scarcity and, and what's going to happen tomorrow. If you don't know how to tap into that emotion and how to display it, then you, you can always talk to people, test it out, put it on paper, you know, talk to your mom, talk to your best friend, talk to your cousin, ask the question, do a, you know, a, a, a you know, almost like your own focus study of what it is you're trying to show and just ask the open-ended question, what emotion is this showing you? And let them tell you what it's saying. Um, I always think that's, that is the key that I think most small businesses miss is they have a tendency to want to show everything they're great at. They focus too much on features and they don't pay attention to the benefits they're trying to, to help their, um, their audience with the desires they're looking for. Who's looking for uh, the the buyer or the seller? The audience is they're people, you know. I mean, we're dealing with a crisis right now during COVID, and 
you know, everyone's scared. We don't know what tomorrow brings. Um, and, you know, even with the, the virus itself, it's it's been a challenge for everybody to kind of wrap their head around. Everyone gets infected differently. And, and the realities of the audience is there's emotions stirring up inside. And it's up to these small businesses and medium-sized businesses to understand what the emotion is of their audience. And, and one of the reasons I asked to clarify that is because um, I do think that some companies forget about who the message is supposed to be about because countless times I receive messages from vendors in our industry that are trying to pitch to me and it's always about them. It's never about me. And uh, it's, it's definitely a distinct uh, clarity and it's annoying. I, I may have had an interest, but when your email just talks about who you are and what you're doing and then what you uh, technically do for other people, well... I lost interest because you're talking about yourself. I mean, even in sales calls where, where you try to extract like, well, tell me a little bit about you. And I hate the open-ended question. Um, let's, you know, I always think more specific and, and guiding questions uh, to create that emotion, right? Yes. So you need to figure out and hone down because otherwise we could be blowing smoke for 30 minutes and it really doesn't make any difference. You just wasted everybody's time. I, I agree. Um, I think that's a great point you brought up because sales and marketing are the same thing. And a lot of companies... I've even seen it within enterprises that those departments are never aligned. And it's very, it's very frustrating to come across that. But more importantly, they're all, they're out selling different messages and the sales message is no different. It's really based on emotions and understanding the desires of the audience. You know, you got to understand if there's a, if there's a need before you can pitch anything. And if they're not asking the questions in a conversation, then you're wasting your time. Um, I see, I see the same thing about marketing is, you know, you don't want to go on the top of a mountain and with a bullhorn and say how awesome I am. You know, that's not the point is, is we're, we're in it to help people. If you're in business to make money, we're all in business to make money, but at the same time, there is a hidden passion of what you're really trying to do. And if it's helping people, whatever it may be, um, then you need to understand is the help you're providing really what the audience is needing and wanting is that really what the desire i think a lot of businesses can do a better job at asking those questions is this what you were looking for what did you think of my direct mail piece um those open-ended questions that you brought off are so powerful but it shouldn't be um just gray area it should be driven more towards understanding a very specific thing what did you think about my direct mail piece did it trigger any emotions inside? And I think a lot of small business uh, owners and medium-sized business owners are, you know, quite frankly, not confident to hear the answers. Uh, they're a little scared that they feel what they have to offer needs to be bought, purchased, um, but they don't ask the questions. And that, you know, the feedback of the audience is so powerful. Are you a CFO, HR professional, or owner of a company, big or small, and you're tired of the typical health insurance premium increases each and every year? Out of control premiums with no end in sight. Well, now there is the elite benefits formula. This process has saved employers and their employees thousands 
or even tens of thousands of dollars each year. These strategies are avoided by most insurance professionals, and the insurance companies definitely do not want you to know about them. But Elite Benefits of America is ready to help you. Just about all employers in the Chicagoland area can now take advantage of some or all of these strategies and start saving money. Butch Zemar from Elite Benefits of America wants you to reach out to him today. Visit EliteBenefits.net or call 708-535-3006. COVID's a big topic. You've brought up some things. There's a whole bunch of people using Zoom or anything related to or similar to Zoom these days. What are you seeing that's changed in the last 12 months that small businesses and mid-sized companies should actually be starting to look at if they haven't already? There are maybe late in the game because it's already been going on for 12 months, but uh, what what are you seeing that, that they should be starting to change going forward with COVID and their, their marketing and, and sales? I think from the beginning, what... I learned and, and saw in the marketplace is during the, the crisis we're going through is, is a lot of businesses stood up and, and tried to be sensitive about whatever they put out there. And that was a good move because during a crisis, you don't want to go on the mountaintop and scream how awesome you are because no one cares. We're dealing with a, a deadly virus and, and it's really about helping the fellow man. And I've seen a lot of companies step up with discounts and free food services, um, product distribution to many that are having hard time to just survive. And I think that's the key is that is the motion. And but I, I, I feel that because it's been all over the press and in our lives every day, anywhere we look from education to going to work to doing anything, going to have a, a meal you're constantly faced with uh, COVID and the scarcity of that it brings to the table. But the reality is I think that was a good lesson for everybody that's trying to sell or market that you can't just go to the mountaintop and scream. You've got to listen to what your consumers are saying, what your audience is wanting and needing from their desires and really focus on the message. I don't think tactically it matters. You know, I don't care if you send your, customer a pdf an email with the body copy um a video a direct mail piece a sticker you know it it really doesn't matter it's more of focusing on those emotions that your audience is currently in right now i think in the beginning it started off very sensitive but what i've noticed is i'm starting to see more humor put into you know, that message trying to get people to find those silver linings. And I think that's helpful to help us move forward. And obviously it's going to ch- just change the game and the messaging and how we uh, broadcast and the message to our end, end clients. Because obviously even in my world, a lot of the small to mid-sized companies wanted us on location. They wanted us there to answer all the questions. They wanted us to handle all the paperwork and they wanted it all on site. They wanted to control it to a certain degree. But they, there's this connection of having somebody physically present versus not. But obviously, going virtual, we're creating documents that you and I had discussed and built that make it a little bit easier to transfer information and answer the questions and, and concerns uh, on a virtual method, but, but also to make people feel more comfortable. And even though like my reference here is more of after sale versus pre-sale, but, but even pre-sale, I've also done... Um, live zoom meetings with all the employees on there to go through hey this is what we're looking at um it's definitely changed the game and then of course 
electronic platforming, uh, so you have uh, less touches and um, and whatnot. But from from a marketing standpoint, the technology piece is definitely in like my industry is definitely changing things, um, and it's a marketing message, right? So like. There's a lot of old school insurance brokers out there still doing it the old school way. We're gonna we're even gonna mail things to you. You gotta touch it, right? Instead of moving to moving technology pieces. And I know in our industry there's definitely some changes. And of course, broadcasting that message is for can be hard, especially because the mindset of our industry is a little bit more old school and and hard to move. And a lot of small businesses are that way. Plus, they're always strapped to make those changes. And we all talk about this all the time where we're just adding another thing on their desk, right? Yeah. Their, their desk is already cluttered. How do we move stuff off the desk and make it easier for them to do business? Not only with you, but they need to generate revenue to keep their employees. They need to generate revenue so they can reinvest in marketing or product or research yeah. and development and keep the product moving. What are some areas that these small to mid-sized companies should be looking at, whether it's COVID-related or not, that is kind of like just this missed boat or something they all of them could even just listen to this podcast and say, well, that's a great idea. I should start looking into that. What are some things that they're missing? Tactically or just in general? All the above. All uh, the well, above. Yeah, I mean, there's some things it. that stand out for small and mid-sized companies that they're just kind of missing. I don't think businesses should get too hung up on what tactic to do i think they should focus on doing something and testing it out um you brought up a a great point earlier on when we were talking about well how do you translate those emotions and i think that's the key um you know start doing the research start talking to people start just asking the questions does this show happiness does this show sadness you know, do you even know if your audience cares about not having more on their desk? Like you, you mentioned in your industry, um, you've been doing a lot of and seeing a lot of like digital um, ways of reaching people, having conversations and meeting. Do you see that it's working? Do you see people finally kind of getting past those um, traditions, we'll say, in that industry? Have you seen a activity for the most part yes uh, especially from what i would call the retail end so from the broker agency to our clientele more adaptable more acceptable less questions like so if i said uh said hey i'm going to send this over an electronic version whether it's yeah. a pdf fillable pdf or electronic signature or an onboarding program to allow their employees to enroll there's a lot less questions of the uncomfortableness of moving forward before it was kind of like, well, that's new to us. Hold on, like they just put the brakes on of the yeah. whole conversation, and then a lot of times, you know, it could be fifty-fifty where someone were like, yeah, let's give it a shot, and then on uh, the other fifty <laughs> percent is like, you know what? We're used to PDFs. We'll print everything out. We'll invest in the paper and the time <laughs> internally, and and I tell you, there's brokers out there. They want that, and they'll go send their staff over to do an open enrollment with all this paperwork for hundreds and hundreds of people at these locations uh, just to take paper applications. Then they have to go back to the office, data entry a lot of them because insurance companies definitely moved prior to COVID of more digital entry versus paper because of the minimized errors going between the broker agencies and the insurance companies. There, there's definitely less questions in regards to that. Now on the flip side there, we've always had uh, issues. Um, some of the technology pieces have worked on the carrier side, but there are certain things that they're not adapting to that you're like, um, why do why do you have to? Like, for example, some carriers have a problem with me sending secure documents to them. They're like, just send it in an email. And I'm like, hold on here. So you want me to send 
personal information and just yeah. send it to you. But if I secure it in some fashion, it doesn't work on your system. And so I got to send it openly. And and it, and we end up finding a secure method to do it. But but it's like, okay, this is old school technology. This had nothing to do with COVID. So we still have some of those issues, but but definitely um, a lot more. Even, and even meetings, right? It used to be because I we talked about this. I would have this huge appointment load all week, run probably more appointments than I probably humanly um, should be. And now all that road time in between that I was making yeah. these phone calls and, and, and now there's less road time. But if I call somebody and they could be 10 minutes away and they're like, hey, can we just jump on a Zoom call? I'm kind of rushed yeah. today, right? It's like, sure, let's do it, that, right? You know what? That's a, to me, and that's a great way of kind of bringing up that that's the silver lining of that I think COVID has brought to a lot of people, just people in general and business in general. You know, the fact that we can work from home these days is a thing. When 10 years ago it was frowned upon, it's better to sit in traffic, emissions, uh, anxiety, pressures, like just jump on a Zoom call. I mean, there's things these days that we've had to adapt, become agile, and think more on our feet to how to continue on and survive. You know, we're, we're still got that animal instinct inside of us and we have to figure it out. It's great to hear that your industry is finally embracing it. And it's almost like I see that as the silver lining to the industry is like COVID kind of nudged and or punched the industry in the face and says, you know what? If you're going to create a roadblock, you sit and I will move forward and continue moving forward. Because I think the people that are, are all about the roadblocks are the ones that need to retire or sit down or take a break and let somebody younger get in there that's scrappy and more resourceful. What are some, just a couple quick tips that are super easy that all small and mid-sized companies should be doing to try to generate attention or new business going into 2021? Yeah, and, and especially during this, you know, pandemic and even beyond, I think the, the, the biggest opportunity that small businesses uh, and medium-sized businesses don't do a great job of is isolating and identifying their benefits. Uh, benefits is what, what helps people. Benefits are are the thing that, that you know, really can uh, accomplish the desires of your audience. And features are just nice-to-haves. I think a lot of companies focus too much on the features and not the benefits. And when it comes to the benefits, those are the, the thing that changes people's lives. They really don't know what is changing their audience's life, and I think they should do a better job of sitting down. I'm a big fan of the rule of threes. And, you know, in a trio in our culture, I think we're for some strange, weird reason we we attract to a trio, uh, three musketeers, you know, our traffic lights are red, green and uh, yellow. And there's so many things that we are inundated in our minds about the rule of threes. Take advantage of that. Define your benefits in the rule of threes. One, two, three. It's an easier way for your audience to remember. Um, and then this way, it also helps your sales team. It helps your marketing team stay focused on those benefits. Um, I think what I've noticed is in, in we're all to blame. We don't test it enough. We don't look at the results. I don't think it's about the tactical efforts you're making. I think most business owners feel in their heart they got to do something. So do it, right? If you got the time and the money, do it. Um, I wouldn't spend a lot of money on it. I would just do small bites and test it. Ask the questions. See if it's easier for people. 
I don't know. Have people really said Zoom is easier? I don't know, because when I see my kids on e-learning, I crash my head. It's it's painful for them. In some aspects, it works well. In others, I'm not sure, right? It's I don't think it's for everybody. They're, you know, everything in moderation and, and the realities is you just have to test and find those results and get that feedback. I think that's the key um, and the understanding there is no magic pill when it comes to that. And it's like... I don't care if it's direct mail, a video, uh, a PowerPoint presentation, you know, if it's a brochure, you got to just test it out, ask the questions. It just doesn't make sense to spend all that money, especially when you're an SMB and put it in the marketplace if it doesn't work. It's just a waste of time and money. So just to clarify, um, I know you keep spouting out benefits like as if they know the audience would know and maybe they do. Um, but, you know, I and can you just... Just briefly, just elaborate what the difference between a benefit and a feature. The first thing that comes to mind is you buy a new car, and the feature is the switch that turns on the radio. Yeah, and that's not the benefit. No, nope. right? and so, but somehow in the in the brochure, the vehicle, it actually just says you know under features and benefits, and it says benefit is you're able to wirelessly turn on your radio or something. And I'm making that up, but um, yeah, no, I, I like that analogy. Um, and then example, we can stick with that because features are about the nice to haves, the shiny buttons, um, you know, the, the automatic windows. Um, but if it's an automatic window because you need, you know, to satisfy your dog's need to stick his head out and you can't reach over and, you know, crank on it like the old days. Um, then the reality is your dog experiences happiness because you have automatic windows. It's not about the, the automatic window button. It's about the emotion that brings to, or the, you know, to solve the desire of your audience. So, and that, you know, goes across the board for, for any and all, you know, products and services is what do they want? Do they even want automatic windows? You, you know, so it's more about driving in the summertime and the ease of being able to push the button, not the button. Well, for the winter, it's for the hockey families that have to roll down the window from the sticky uh, hockey gear. <laughs> yeah, but uh, right. just one final note before uh, you give out your uh, contact information. You had mentioned about, you know, challenging them to ask the questions, uh, getting the feedback, um, you know, whether it's time or money to invest in it. But there's a simplicity, and I know we talked about it a little bit on previous calls together, but but I know you have a process, and this could be good for anybody that is uh, has an interest in contacting you, but uh, you have a process of asking these questions, right? Because I know I've seen when you did a lot of work with Maxidio, and then, of course, with Jimmy Vision, you created this questionnaire to really try to hone in exactly what's going on. And a lot of the end user, like people that would contact you and you work with, could actually benefit from, okay, not that you, maybe you have a template, maybe you don't, and but but this questionnaire of trying to isolate and say, okay, don't, you know, what did work, right? Like, did you, what emotion did you get out of this postcard, right? You, there's a formula that I think you use and you walk through some of your clients. Is that right? You have the questionnaire? Yeah, I think it, it, it really revolves. And I think a lot of people out there that, that are focused on sales period and not on the marketing side will understand it's, you know, those open-ended questions are so critical because those open-ended questions create dialogue and they ultimately help the salesman or saleswoman get to that emotion without asking the motion. You're allowing the recipient to just ramble and talk 
And eventually you could ask the question, so it sounds like you're sad. It sounds like you're happy. And let them say yes or no definitively, right? Um, and I think a lot of times in the beginning, what you have to do is really dive into a reverse psychology um, method and create some sort of questionnaire and template to help you kind of identify what you're looking for. If you were a car, what would you be? You know, you got to start somewhere. Um, what is your favorite movie as a company? If, if your company, um, if you're an HVAC company, for example, um, if you can think of a movie out there that defines your company, that is your, your morals and, and everything you exude when you go out in the marketplace, what movie is that? And then when you identify that movie, then you're kind of like, okay, within that movie, like, what was it about it that you like? What didn't you like? What was it that makes you, you like, you're trying to dive into a psychological challenge. And what you have to do is step out of yourself and do reverse psychology on your own self. And if you're having a hard time, it's always best to uh, talk to people about it. You know, and what, as soon as you get stuck on something, you've got to always get the feedback. If somebody wanted to get a hold of you, uh, what is the best way that they could contact you? My website is jimmyvisionllc.com. Once again, jimmyvision, V is in Victor, so it's jimmyvisionllc.com. And the phone number is 773-636-5521. Fantastic. Well, uh, this has definitely been great, and hopefully um, coming out of COVID, a lot of businesses retool, re repurpose, and come out in 2021 a lot stronger than they were in 2020. So let's root for the best. 